This is the Big O Money Show with Bill Altman from the Premier Advisory Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Bill provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is the Big O Money Show with Bill Altman. Welcome to the Big O Money Show. My name is Bill Altman here from the Premier Advisory Group right here in the Big O, Omaha, Nebraska. Tony Shore co-host on with us today and as always. And it got a little warm up at the at the end of the week here, Tony, in the in the Big O. So it was cold and then and then warmed up nice. And hey, how about that? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that polar vortex though. It was really cold. And now it's uh, warming up. Everything's gonna melt probably, huh? Yeah, the ground groundhog saw his shadow. His or her, whatever it is. Right? Saw the shadow. That means more winter, right? More six more weeks of it. That's what they say. Yeah. Who knows, man? <laughs> It's not accurate. Who at knows? All, I, all I know is no documents found at the beach house oh, <laughs> of, of our president, yeah. Joe, Joseph Biden. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's hilarious. They kept finding documents at different locations of Biden's. And so I think what he did is said, oh, the beach house. I know I didn't have anything. I never took anything there. We Don't hardly use it. There. Send them there. Send them there. <laughs> yeah, so we great. can get it in the news that they searched one of my many homes right. that I somehow make on my uh, made on my senator salary of 170,000. Can you Bill, can you own multiple homes when your salary is 175,000 a year? You know, Tony, if you're a really good investor, maybe if you invested with me you could. <laughs> right. But no, right. no, you know, I don't know I don't know how that works, Tony. I think the, so when he came out of Senate, he was making 169k. Yeah. 169,000 bucks a year. And he's got a beach house, uh he uh, vacations in the Hamptons. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah, man. Yeah, these politicians, and it's not just him. We're Else not picking on him necessarily. It's, it's all of them. It's all of them. It's all of them. Yeah, I mean, and if you had a freezer like Nancy Pelosi with her ice cream, now that that's how you know you made it. If you can get ice cream like she has in that freezer, that's how you know. <laughs> have you seen that freezer full of ice cream? <laughs> yeah. Have you been invited over yet? I have not. Okay, um, leave your hammer at home. I get emails once in a while from different politicians, like an email from Trump or Pence or Nancy Pelosi, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just inviting you over. No asking for money. Check in, check your hammer, <laughs> check your hammer at the door. And, uh, and it's written like they're writing this personally, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, then you get, you know, so then you move into the old Prezi role, right? And you're making a uh, 400 K a year. Uh, huh. well, geez. I mean, that's, I mean, that's some money, but for, a beach house? I mean, after because you have to pay tax. Do you have to pay tax? The politicians have to pay taxes. I thought they did. Well, they're maybe supposed not. to. Sure, sure. So, yeah. but maybe they have enough expenses, <laughs> right, to write it down. So, four hundred grand after taxes, though. I mean, you're not making a. It's it's good money. Don't get me oh, wrong. Sure. But yeah, multiple great, homes great in great Hamptons money. and D.C. Yeah. and 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 uh, and beach house. Heck, man, that's awesome. No, that's yeah. that's more like I've got a hundred or two hundred in the bank. Million, million, right. money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hey, these politicians, I don't know, these senators who've been in there a while or people who have been president. It's like it's weird how when their political career is over, they're super filthy rich. It's interesting. 
I mean, they're just really good. And even stewards during their, of their careers, money. sometimes. No, they're good. They're good with money. They're they're probably really good <laughs> investors. They certainly know when to buy low and sell high. Yes, I don't know. They how, do. I don't know how. Yeah, but they do. Um, I don't yeah. know, lobbyist. I don't know. No, I don't know. It couldn't be. The Oracle of Omaha tells us, uh, you know, don't try to time the market, but uh, somehow these guys know. Uh, they're brilliant. And it's all in blind trust, so they don't know what's happening. Okay. Yeah, they have no control. Call me a cynic. Call, okay, fine. Moving on, uh, the Fed raises rates this week a quarter point. Um, and... Uh, and so that was nice. And they nice say they're going to gonna do it again. Yeah, come March, they're they're saying, and and but they want to kind of take it slow. They want to see how all their increases from last year, all their changes from last year, um, are 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 taking hold, right? And and what effect that they have, which yep. I think is good that they've kind of slowed that down a little bit. Market's been on a little tear. That's been kind of fun to see. Yeah, yeah. In the market, it's interesting. I was wondering how the Fed announcement would affect the market, but you know. I think uh, unemployment is still low, and um, it looks like uh, inflation is slowing quite a bit. So I think that's why the market is somewhat optimistic, maybe. Is that? I think so. That I think so, Tony. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, it comes back to um, uh, we, we live in the greatest country in the world. And I think uh, um, where else do you invest? Right. And we can keep it under our mattress like Will Rogers and or we can. <laughs> right. right. Oh, you know, and we can keep it in the bank. Nowadays, you can get a pretty good bank rate money. That's true. Uh, annuity yeah. money is paying phenomenal. It's fantastic. So we're yeah. seeing all these rates of so the silver lining, like we've talked about in prior shows, the silver lining of the of the market drama we saw last year was uh, the fact that rates came up, you know. And, and so for for people that are taking loans out, that's not fun. But for savers and retirees, it's a great time, right? So now we can get yeah. CD rates that are paying four plus percent and money markets that are three plus percent or stable values over three uh, percent. You yeah. know, and uh, so we're seeing great bond rates are are kind of stabilized again, right? So last year the bond market was down. It was it was it was really down bad last year. And now we're yeah. seeing more of a stabilization there where people can have more of that 60, 40 split maybe, or a balanced type of portfolio where they have a portion in equities and a portion in bonds, more very traditional old school type where they can actually make money again and keep their risk lower because before the bond money wasn't making anything. It was just, it was just supposed to be quote unquote, the safe money, right? But we didn't see that bond money be safe last year. So we're seeing those type of things come around and it, and it constantly evolves and changes. And we know that. And if you're a, if you've studied history, you can see the way that's always played out. And there are some advisors and their local advisors here that tout that they can time the market. I hear them, I hear them on their shows and they tout how good they are at time in the market. And, and they, and they, and, and I heard actually a gentleman talk about, um, how you feel about it? Well, how you how do you feel about the market, Tony? How do you feel about it? Well, how do you feel about the market in 2020? Is my question. In June of 2020, when the world was shut down, how did you feel about the market? Well, you probably thought the sky was falling. What happened that year? What did we end up 24% up in, in G50 or something like that that yeah, year? It broke it broke records. You know for what I mean? Set highs. And, yeah, and so set records for some, highs. Sometimes how you feel about something you're pulling your emotions back into investing careful slippery yeah. slope so not the way we do things much more fundamental we're going to look at uh the real data of what's going on and and invest appropriately right and and right. now with rates up 
we're able to even widen that. Before, it was kind of like we were trying to find, it was like constantly seeking yield, trying to find interest, trying to find dividends, trying to find something that was safer or more stable where we could put a portion of the money to get something. And it was tough because we couldn't go to the traditional banks. I mean, everything, you know, couldn't go to the bond market. You could do all of that, but you weren't making anything. Plus you're entering into a little bit more risk, especially when you're going to the bond market. So that's a lot of fun that we're seeing fun. You like my fun? That's how I have fun. (laughs) Brilliant. huh? That and pushing snow on the tractor. That's what I like to do. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which I haven't got to do much this year, but I did. uh, We had a dusting and I pulled that baby out and we pushed it. I pretended it was a lot more snow than it was, but right. You should be up here in Minnesota. I know, I know. There's and like they've asked feet me to on come the up. ground. I yeah. could. It's like there's still two feet out there, and it snows constantly. So, okay, you'd be out there every day. You'd get tired of it, actually. You you, you would. Um, but you know, I miss it. You know, and it's like I'm looking. It's like snow is like almost all melted again. Can we just get some more snow? Hopefully, the hopefully Phil uh, is right. The groundhog. Puxatani Phil, the groundhog. Yeah. He saw his shadow. Uh-huh. That means we get what more winter. How many, how many more weeks of winter? Six weeks T. Yeah. Six weeks, six weeks more of winter. Uh, trust me, Bill. I have a feeling it will snow again and it will snow enough for you to get out there and push it around. And your- you know what this year too is, you know, sometimes we'll try to take the kids like on a, like a president's day weekend, you know, maybe go skiing or something in Breckenridge sure. or try to do something like that, or maybe get to some That'd warm weather just to break up the winter a hair. Yeah. Uh, but this year it's just not happening. I mean, the kids have things going on and they're definitely way too cool for us now because they're older, right? Yeah. Um, As they get older, you'll find that happens more and more. Michaela plays varsity tennis at Miller North. So that will, that's firing up. She has a, she has workouts right now. And so season's going to be firing up shortly. So that killed spring break. No more spring break this year for us. Wow. Because I was constantly reliving college constantly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 25 years reliving college here. Right. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and clearly that is over this year. So I, I, I guess I am now an adult oh. you know, and I don't get to well, do spring break. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You were able to, uh, because of the kids, you use the kids as an excuse to go on ski trips and take these uh, vacations. Uh, now you don't have that excuse anymore. You can't, you're too busy. The kids are busy. Yeah. And then Braden graduates high, uh, high school in, in May. Right. And so, yeah, there, yeah. there really aren't any real trips this welcome year. To until... my, welcome to my world, Bill. Oh, <laughs> you need a clean, box of Kleenexes. Jeez. <laughs> wow. So, you know, so what's nice about that is that I'll get to see the snow and push it. Uh, because yeah. usually I would leave. And you know, yep. right when I left, blizzard. Yeah. Well, be, you did, you timed in, your vacations well. That's how people yep. up here in the, the Big O and the Northland they plan their vacations. They don't want to be around when they get the big blizzard. They want to be, you know, either skiing or down south. I'm the know, somewhere Arizona. I'm the, I'm the opposite. Yeah, you're like my dad. He lives for a blizzard. He's, he's got the. He gets out the big tractor and the scoop and does the yard and gets the snowblower out. I pull out the diesel and roll coal and pull people out of ditches. Yeah. Get the tractor out, push a bunch you of it. Love that. Oh, I do the whole neighborhood. That's people awesome. are like, there's bill again. You think they pay me? Nope. Volunteer yeah. work. You get up, you got the John Deere, right? You get up on the deer oh, yeah. and you, Oh yeah. Cruising around the neighborhood. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they call it service hours. Service hours. There yeah. you go. I'm still making up for my lack of service hours in my early 
Catholic education days. <laughs> well, I know you do a good job with uh, community service now, Bill. So that's good. You've you I think you've more than made up. Can we talk about something that's extremely exciting for a second? Yeah, please. Uh, taxes. <laughs> wow. Taxes. So we know the current tax law expires uh, in 2025. We don't know what's going to happen. Wow. Wow. <laughs> but but I'm going to tell, I'm going to teach and, and hopefully help everybody to, to avoid some future taxes, right? Because we have, um, so even though our tax laws expire, the problem is, is we don't know what is going to happen next, whether it's going to be extended, probably not, right? We have a, a tremendous right. amount of debt. Um, and, and, and they need to claw back. We, we know that, uh, we're at some yep. of the very lowest tax rates in history. Uh, we heard Ed slot speak, Ed slots, a big tax guru guy. We, he spoke at our summit back in, back in, uh, early January, mid January. And Ed said, you know, these taxes are really the lowest they've ever been. And, 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 and right now you need to capitalize on them. You got to really got to feel and, and, and know that they're on sale. Right. right. For some people, it's tough to do, though, because they have higher income. So if we are going to convert IRAs, you're converting an IRA and paying 30, 35 percent in tax on the thing. Right. On the conversion. Yeah. So you got to be careful with that. But but also if you know, let's just say you're 60 years old. Right. And you've uh, you've built up a nice a nice nest egg. You have you know, you're worth a good amount of money and you, you, we run out our compass report. And let's just say you lived 30 years, right? And so you're 90 right. years old at this point, And all of a sudden you have an estate that's worth $30 million. It's, this isn't uncommon. I'll tell you that, right? With, wow. with proper investing, it's not like somebody has to sure. be worth a tremendous amount of money now to be worth that later. Cause we're looking at 30 years in time and compounding and all that. And if they don't need to take money out of their accounts because they have high pensions from railroad or army Corps of engineers or whatever it may be, from the airlines for, I mean, the list goes on and on where they could have this income coming in, right? Um, uh, Army right. National Guard. So some people have these and then plus social security. So sometimes you have all this great income coming in and it's like, well, geez, what do I do now? And, and, and you run a compass out and it's like, well, with the farmland, with your current investments, with everything going on, you know, you're going to be worth 30 million bucks. Well, what happens? Well, if you are worth that 30 million bucks, you're about 5 million bucks, a little less than $5 million over the current federal estate tax exemption. Right. So you can expect to pay a good two million dollars in federal estate taxes. So, you know, that legacy farm that you had that you never wanted to sell. Guess what gets to happen to that? You have to sell it or yeah, you pull from the good. other investments or you have all this IRA money that passes down. You have all these different situations and it's it's a, a good problem to have. But no one likes the death tax. No one likes an inheritance tax. I don't think. Right. You work your tail yeah. off. Most people work their tail off for what they have. That's just all there is to it. They work their butts off. And, 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 and then all of a sudden you have to give half of it back or 40% of it back. And that's current. So if that expires and that goes back to, say, 10 or 11 or 12 million or even lower, wherever it goes, when my grandma passed away, Adeline Altman in early in Iowa, about 65 miles uh, northeast of here, when she passed away, her uh, the estate tax exemption was only six hundred and seventy five thousand dollars. Wow! Yeah, and that was just in the late nineties. I know. I mean, it, now it's we're talking twenty years, but still, that's not that long ago. No, right? And so, you know, where is it going to go? We don't know. So, how do you? What's the best way? What's the if you had to inherit any money at all, Tony? What would you inherit? What kind of money would you want to inherit? You had to pick. 
probably something that's uh, tax-free, so something in a, a Roth or an insurance, a cash value insurance policy. Like or, a life insurance policy. Yeah. Right? Because I mean, there's no no taxes on that money. And you can structure them to stay out of your estate where you don't have the estate tax problem. And so sometimes it's an arbitrage deal, really, right? Yeah. So you're kind of trading one asset for another that, that has a better value on it. Right. You know, so if I, if I can reposition funds now into, say, a life insurance policy to pay the family later, I know that I'm really moving money from one pocket to the next. Right. It really, you're not losing the money. You're moving right. it from one pocket to the next. A lot of these plans, that money that you're moving over, is, that you have that cash value, too. So you're not losing the, the access to the money. Right. So as you build up this life insurance policy over the years, you can do one of two things. You can leave it right and just and build it up and 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 then it passes to the beneficiaries whenever whenever you pass away and it can it be tax free. You can go to pay other estate taxes so you don't have to sell the legacy farm and all these type of things or whatever your situation is or people accelerate benefits for long term care. So should they become incapacitated, uh, they cannot. And that's huge. The fact that you can use it for long-term care if you need it. Right. So if you cannot meet two out of six activities of daily living, say you need help eating and you need help dressing or transferring or going to the bathroom or whatever it might be, if you cannot perform two out of six activities of daily living, ADLs, and it's a physician statement there, right? It's and, and if you cannot do that, they allow you to accelerate a good portion of your benefits. I know John Hancock, heck, you can accelerate, Tony, I believe 96% of the policy you can accelerate um, really? for long-term wow. care purposes. It still has long-term care. It has assisted living. Um, we had a, a, a great uh, client who passed cancer, terminal cancer. He got way out oh. his, his, uh, his terminal side. He did a great job. He's a fantastic person, great clients. We still, still work with their kids and wife. He was able to accelerate his Lincoln financial policy his death benefit. Um, and, and they didn't need the money, but for him to be able to accelerate that money, get that death benefit out while he is living without taxes to splurge on his kids and his, and his grandkids. And that's it, huge. Right. And he had a new brand new grandbaby. He got to see this brand new grandbaby be born. And how special was that? So there's all types of things that you can use it. And if you don't do it for that, Tony, the accelerated living benefits, you can actually, draw from your life insurance cash value tax-free during your lifetime. That's huge. Right? So, so many different benefits that you can use for it. It's not right for everybody, but when we're talking about, you know, you run out, you have us go and run out your estate. And, and once again, you know, you're worth a good amount of money at this point and I run it out and all of a sudden you're worth whatever. Maybe it's not 30 million, maybe it's 15 million, but we still don't know where, or 10 million or five, but we still don't know where, where, taxes are going to be at that point. So do you want some type of safe haven where you can easily pass that on through, right? Pass that on through without taxation and know it's not going to be taxed. I think that's really key. Yeah. And of course, everybody, you know, if you ask, Uh, do you think taxes will go up? Well, yeah. I mean, look at our situation Uh, with our debt and the expenses our government has. Uh, but Bill, but Bill, they won't need to raise taxes because they're going to cut spending, right? Oh, they are. They are. And I mean, that's how those politicians got all those beach houses and stuff, because they're just so good. I mean, they go to Burger King. They don't go to the French laundry. 
right? The French Laundry, I think, is what Gavin Newsom went to in California. I think it's worth yeah. fifteen hundred bucks a head a person to eat there. Yeah. Something like that. Crazy talk, right? Who would pay that? Right. Not me. And you know, it's foo foo food. They come out with like a little bite of something. It's like, huh, interesting. And it's yeah. gross. I, I listen. I haven't eaten there, so I can't say I shouldn't be talking smack on it. Right. But come on now. Have you ever eaten yeah. at one of those fancy places? Danielle and I were in Napa. We ate at some fancy place and it was not nowhere close to that expensive, not even in the relative ballpark, right? right? Different universe, you know, but they come out with all these like goofy little things and it's like tiny little things. And I know some people like that foo-foo stuff. Daddy here. Uh-uh. Not interested. No. Yeah. Not for me either. Uh, yeah. Especially if I look at it and I can't tell what it is. And it's a huge plate and it's got like, it looks like a quarter each. There's like three things on the plate and they're each the size of a quarter. Yeah, it's cute. And I, and I'm paying, you know, a hundred bucks a plate or more. And yeah. I'm like, wow, this is, yeah, this is crazy. Now it might have wild flavor, but wow. Yeah, but you know it what usually I mean? even doesn't have that. No. Yeah. And so I no. asked last time when we were at this place in Napa, I said, uh, is this the, uh, we're at St. Helena actually, or however you say it. I said, I, I ordered the adult portion. Is this the kid's meal? And, you know, oh, my, you didn't say that, course, did you? Well, of course I did, you know, because, you know, me, I just say what I say and and uh, say what I think. And, and Danielle the looks at server. me. Oh, the, the poor Danielle. Danielle is so embarrassed. <laughs> oh, she's looking at me like, oh, I'm never taking you anywhere. This is why we can't have nice things, Billy. <laughs> poor Danielle. Oh, no. Uh, that's what she gets for taking you to some fancy French restaurant. Or she's something. not doing that again. So, you know, so when we talk about taxes, Julie Moeller here runs our tax side. She's fantastic CPA for about 30 years, really understands that and understands the potential pitfalls that you could fall in. Does a lot of business taxes, does a lot of personal taxes. Um, That's a big part of our practice. What's nice with us is uh, Julie and I, and, and we work together. With, with people. Right. And, and so if, if a lot of times our, our investment, excuse me, our investment clients, a lot of times are uh, tax tax clients and we're able to right. discuss throughout the year, what's going on. Is it a right time for them to do a Roth conversion or how much, you know, cause you know, as the advisor sits here and says, well, yeah, I think Tony, you can go ahead and do a 20,000 Roth conversion. Was that, was that vetted by a CPA? Was it vetted by a professional or, or did you kind of just, you know, back of a napkin type of deal you know so that's where we are to help and and we'd love to help you with your tax situation this year we'd love to do your taxes for you help you prepare make sure you're planning the best make sure you're doing your conversions you're getting your property tax credits the list goes on and on and on and then we're going to also make sure you don't fall into the pitfall of estate taxes and inheritance taxes we are one of six states that still has an inheritance tax so watch out. You got to be careful. Let us help you with that. You can reach us at bigomoney.com. Again, bigomoney.com. Or give us a call, 402-557-6730, right here in Omaha, 402-557-6730. All right. Thanks, Bill. And that does it for today's episode of The Big O Money Show. Thank you for listening to The Big O Money Show. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Bill Altman at the Premier Advisory Group. Call 402-557-6730. 
or visit their website at P-A-R-A-D-V-I-S-O-R.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Bill Altman and the Premier Advisory Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.